Lisa here, and welcome to Murder in the Mountains. Lisa is our guest host this week. Hello. And we're going to jump right in. So this week's case takes place in Omaha, Nebraska in 2012, when a man named Dave Krupa relocated there for work in the automotive industry. He was a recently divorced father of two, so he decided to join a dating site to meet some new people. Lisa's nodding her head as she knows the game. I'm on two dating sites for those of you single men out there. (laughs) (laughs) Shameless plug. I was like, this podcast has taken quite the turn. (laughs) You may change your mind after hearing this case. So he, um, on Plenty of Fish, met a woman named Liz Golier, and the two hit it off right away. Liz was a single mother, and like Dave, she didn't want anything serious. The couple casually dated for about six months when Dave met another woman, this time in person. A woman named Carrie Farver came into his auto repair shop and he felt an instant attraction. Like something you'd only see in a movie, that kind of thing never happens in real life, yada, yada, yada. You know, that kind of thing. Confirmed. (laughs) Confirmed that it does not happen in real life? Yeah. So a few weeks later, Carrie came back into the shop and Dave decided to shoot his shot. He asked Carrie on a date, and she agreed. This time, Dave didn't even have to tell her that he didn't want anything serious because Carrie told him that first. So Dave's like, sweet. You know, she's hot, and she doesn't want anything serious. Score. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, this is great. Uh So as Carrie and Dave were at his apartment after their first date, Liz knocked on the door. Things had kind of fizzled out between them, just kind of ran its course, no bad blood, no hurt feelings or anything. She just popped in to get some of her things from his apartment. So Dave answers the door and he's like, of course, she shows up now, like when I have another girl in the apartment, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, wait, hold on. How long did him and Liz date? Like six months. Okay. But gotcha. they weren't, like, in an exclusive, serious relationship either. Like, it, like if they dated long enough for her to have stuff at his house. Yeah. They, you know, he answers the door. He explains the situation to Carrie, who gets her stuff to head out. Basically, like, just let me know when you get the situation figured out. You know, like, this is awkward. <laughs> it's super awkward. And Liz feels awful for interrupting their date. She keeps apologizing while gathering her things. The two women pass in the hallway, but don't say anything to each other. And that was it. Carrie and Dave continued dating, and Carrie spent a lot of time with Dave at his apartment. So she lived an hour away, but his apartment was like right around the corner from from her work. So he's just like, yeah, you can stay here. Like, no big deal. You know. So two weeks into dating on November 13th, 2012, Carrie texts Dave while he's at work and tells him she wants to move in together. Two weeks. I thought she didn't want anything serious. So that is exactly what Dave was thinking. He's like, Give me she, anxiety. She's like, she told me she didn't want anything serious. You know, it's not even like he told her. Yeah. And she's just telling him what he wants to hear. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. me either. Like, she brought it up. She initiated it. Yeah. So I don't know if either of them were like seeing other people at this time or if they were only seeing each other, but like didn't put a label on it or what. But Dave was like, uh, exactly like what we just said. Like, she literally told me she didn't want anything serious. Then two weeks later, she's asking me this. That's crazy. Yeah, that's exactly. (laughs) So (laughs) Dave's like, no, not interested. 
Like, it's only been two weeks, and Carrie got pissed. Ooh, you pull in, like, a, a, a Carrie move? <laughs> like, movie? Yeah. So, she said, this is a quote. Fine, I hate you. I'm dating someone else. I don't want to see you anymore. Go away. Okay. Nope. That was a note? It was a text message. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, still. <laughs> Um, Dave was completely blindsided, especially when he came home and saw that all of her stuff was gone. Like, here's this woman who he's been having a great time with the past two weeks. She's been totally normal. And then he gets that text, you know? He has access to his house. I don't know if she had a key or anything, but she was staying there a lot. Okay. So I was going to say that's a little weird after two weeks, too, if he was like, can't move in, but here's key. Yeah. And he literally, like, saw her that morning kissed her goodbye was like see you this evening and then like mid-morning he gets the let's move in together text by the time he came home from work all her stuff was gone okay so i mean he's probably thinking well i dodged a bullet yeah glad that happened sooner rather than later yeah except i'm sensing that he didn't dodge a bullet (laughs) (laughs) what would give that away maybe he is the one who pulled the trigger (laughs) so dave was not the only one that was getting weird texts from Carrie. After this seemingly devastating breakup from Dave, Carrie texted her mom and told her that she was moving to Kansas for work. And they live in Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. Carrie's mom was completely caught off guard because her son, like Carrie's son, was a high school student in Omaha, you know, who was, they lived with her, uh, her mom. Carrie had also been diagnosed with depression and bipolar disorder years earlier but was on medication but she sometimes stopped taking it because it made her feel numb i was gonna say it sounds like she's not on her medication so her mom was like the move to kansas was weird but maybe it can be contributed to the mental health issues i don't know Mm -hmm. but she didn't press her on it but she was annoyed that carrie wouldn't answer any of her calls but what her mom didn't know is that carrie was using her phone for other things like stalking and harassing Dave. Oh, from Kansas. Did you say Kansas or Kansas City? Kansas. Like it's Missouri. Okay, so yeah. it's Kansas. Mm-hmm. So Dave told ABC News that on one occasion, I was sitting in my Lazy Boy with my feet up watching TV trying to relax. And it's nighttime and I get a text saying, I see you. You're sitting in your chair with your feet propped up wearing a blue shirt. And those things were true. What the hell? So, (laughs) Carrie was actively stalking Dave and sending insane text messages like, I hate you so much that I want to drive a knife in your heart. So, was she not in Kansas at this point? She's, like, looking at him outside his window? Correct. Okay, I just didn't know she, like, left cameras in the house before she... (laughs) That would be next level. Yeah. (laughs) That would be my first thought, though. Like, I wouldn't want to... Oh, that she wasn't standing outside? Yeah. That she had planted something? I felt like I would have, if it was me being a stalker, I would leave a camera or like a recording device. So she also said things like, I will destroy your life and take your happiness. Weird. Weird. In another interview in 2020, Dave said, I would regularly receive 60 plus texts, 100 emails a day. It was not uncommon. As far as phone calls, hundreds of hundreds. I changed my phone number so many times. It was ridiculous. That's okay. Not medicated. Um, But if you think that Dave was Carrie's only victim, think again. 
Carrie not only went after the man she dated for only two weeks, but also the woman that Dave had previously dated that she had met for like 30 seconds. Liz. Uh. So Liz began getting text messages as well, such as, if you don't keep your hands or lips off of my man, I will hurt you. And even though things had died down between Liz and Dave, the threatening text that they were both getting from Carrie brought them closer together. Liz, Liz was the one that was the first. That She's the dating app. And then Carrie is the second. So Carrie is telling Liz to keep her lips off of Dave when they weren't even dating. And he was with Carrie when Liz came in to get her stuff. Correct. Okay. So now she's just assuming. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, kind of. Because like I said, the text brought them like back together. Because nobody's going to understand stalkery text messages like another person getting stalkery text messages. So that plan kind of backfired. Literally, Liz and Dave would be sitting on the couch together and receive these text messages. Like, my favorite thing to do is stand outside and stare at you. Oh my gosh. This gives me anxiety. So in January of 2013, Dave came home from work and saw what he knew was Carrie's car in his apartment parking lot. He took a picture of the car and its license plate and sent it to the police, who he had been reporting the stalking incidences to, and they put it in his file. So after some of the text messages, things started to kick up a notch. When Liz returned home one day, she saw that someone, presumably Carrie, had vandalized her garage with spray paint that said, Whore from Dave. Not like, entirely sure what that means. I was about to say, was it like whore dash from Dave? Or whore comma from Dave? Or yeah, sincerely Dave? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Okay. So around the same time, Dave receives an email from Carrie threatening to kill Liz and sends a photo of a woman tied up in a trunk. Oh, God. So Dave immediately calls Liz to make sure she's all right. Luckily, she was, but that wasn't the only close call Liz got. In August of 2013, so almost an entire year after Dave and Carrie broke up, Liz's house was set on fire. Oh, my God. Fortunately, Liz was not in the house, but the fire, which investigators ruled in arson, did kill her two dogs, her cat, and her pet snake. All right. Well, that makes me mad. So, what are your thoughts so far? Did you say pet snake? Yes. All right. Well, that's the only one I'm not sad about. (laughs) (laughs) Thoughts so far is, I mean, she just seems crazy. Um, Carrie seems crazy. And (laughs) when you said that he sent the thing, sent the license plate to the police, I'm assuming they didn't respond. They just, you said they just put it in his file. So, once again... Law enforcement is not acting on these things. Granted, I don't know. I mean, at that point, she hadn't made um, like threat, like life threatening comments and emails and stuff like that and sent pictures. But so that's really that's really all I've got so far. She's crazy. You said that she had not sent life threatening things or that she had or did she not at that point? Like when he first contacted the cops, I'm not sure the order in which things were going on. Uh But she did, I mean, threaten to kill Liz and then sent that picture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just assumed that was after everything. Like, that was the last straw. That was not the last straw. Mm. 
(laughs) So in January 2014, Dave was with a friend from high school named Heather in his apartment. She noticed his phone light up with constant texts. The front doorknob jiggled and a brick was thrown through the window. Okay, back Heather, you said? Yeah, she's just a random new... Just a friend? Intro, yeah. Okay. New girl. So, this goes on for three years. Three... With all new girls years. or with Heather for these three years? No, just... Heather's just this one-time instance. Okay, but so like she's... With Liz and everything. Like, all the constant stalking and text messages and emails. Three years. Yeah. So Where are the co- we'll get there. It was estimated that over the three years, Dave received around 15,000 emails and between twenty five and 50,000 text messages from Carrie. I hope he has an unlimited text plan. Right? Like you're over the limits. Yeah. So while all of this was going on with Liz and Dave, Carrie's family was like, what is going on? Remember, she told her mom and son that she was moving to Kansas for work, but she wouldn't answer their calls. You know, maybe busy stalking people. Who knows? Did his, her family know about Dave? I am uncertain because it was only two weeks. Yeah, that's why I'm, my family would not know about a Dave at that point. (laughs) (laughs) So when Carrie missed her own birthday, her son's birthday, and her father's funeral, Her mother knew that something was wrong and filed a missing persons report. Okay. When the report was initially taken, the police learned of her depression and bipolar disorder and was like, oh, this happens all the time with people with that condition and they kind of brushed it off. That was until her name came up in all of these stalking incidences. Like, see, she's alive. She's just up to no good. You know, which obviously nobody wants to hear. Mm-hmm. Her mother didn't take that as an answer and told police that the texts and emails didn't even sound like her. She was a stickler for grammar and punctuation, and she would never text like that. She would also never leave her son, would never miss his birthday or her father's funeral. Yeah, well, maybe while medicated. Which is the, what the police were saying. Like, you know, we we have all this evidence that she's alive. Yeah. So it wasn't until spring of 2015 When new detectives took over the missing persons case, that breakthroughs happened. The new detectives noticed that her bank account had not been touched since November 2012. So how can you just start a new life or whatever, you know, whatever without touching your bank account? Police also noticed how strange it was that Liz was a focus of Carrie's alleged stalking when the two had only met in passing that one time. Mm -hmm. So, which is exactly what we were thinking. Mm Mm-hmm. So they asked Liz and Dave if they can take a closer look at their phones to see if they could figure anything out about the stalking. They both agreed, and what they found was shocking. Oh my god, she's like an admin on Plenty of Fish. (laughs) (laughs) What a plot. (laughs) She like made herself match with him. Yeah. So investigators found... A photo of Carrie's car on Liz's phone, dated before the police were notified of the car's location. They also found that six calls were made from Liz's phone to Carrie's home number using the star 67 number to disguise the call. Mm -hmm. A fingerprint found on a mint container in Carrie's car, which was the only, like that when it was found in Dave's apartment. 
showed that it wasn't hers. And it was the only fingerprint in the entire car. And the print matched to Liz. Huh. Liz is being a sneaky sneak. She's sneaky sneaky, that admin of plenty of fish. Yeah. <laughs> When detectives sat down with Carrie's mom in May of 2015, she told them that after Carrie disappeared, she received a text from Carrie saying that she sold all of her furniture and asked her to let the buyer into the house to pick everything up. The name on the check of the woman that had supposedly bought all the furniture was Shana Golier, which was Liz's real name. Okay, 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 hold on. So, Carrie sells everything from inside of her home and wants Liz to let the person in? No. So Carrie texts her mother Oh, and says that she sold all her furniture, let the buyer of the furniture into the house to get everything, and the person who bought all the furniture was Liz. Okay. Under her real name. Correct. Okay. Got it. In December 2015, things take a turn for Liz, and she goes to the police department to make a complaint about Dave's ex-wife, Amy Flora. She claimed that not only was Carrie harassing her, but now Amy was as well. Okay. Later that day, detectives go to Liz's home and tell her that they are following up with the harassment claim, and they ask if they can re-download her phone's data, and she agrees. They find that she had like 20 or 30 email addresses that were variations of Carrie's name. And that she had an app that could send text messages at a future scheduled time. Okay. Okay. So if you think that's crazy. The next day, Liz calls the police to report that she had been shot in the leg while walking alone at night and that Amy Flora was to blame. So at this point... Police have determined that Liz is Carrie. That Liz is the one that's been sending all these texts and emails pretending to be Carrie for three years. Okay, so Liz has been harassing herself. Was there ever a Carrie? There was actually a Carrie. Okay. Yes. Dave confirms Carrie is a real person. Okay, but Carrie never did the harassing. Liz harassed Dave and herself and these other girls for three years. Correct. Okay. So this is their running theory. They found her fingerprint in Carrie's car. They found photos of Carrie's car on her phone before the police found Carrie's car. It's like the real Carrie's car, right? Yes. Okay. And nobody has seen the real Carrie in person for three years. Oh, so Liz probably did kill her. So Liz probably did kill her. So this is not solved? Well, not yet. I'm not done with the story. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So two weeks later, they tell Carrie that Amy Flora is a suspect in her shooting and in Carrie's disappearance. You know, trying to play her game. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, the ex-wife who couldn't care less about any of y'all. Definitely a suspect. Yeah. And they're like, we need your help. Like, can you help us catch this person? Yeah. And she's like, yeah. Like, absolutely. absolutely. Got me. Yeah. And so... They were, they decided to come up with a plan 
that they needed her to get Amy to incriminate herself. So they got Liz to call Amy to see if she would tell them anything about Carrie. Almost instantly, they started receiving messages that uh, Liz said were from Amy Flora, where Amy confesses to shooting Liz. Mighty convenient. Very convenient. So Amy is texting, Amy, quote unquote, is texting Liz that she shot Liz. Yeah, because that's something you'd be like, yeah, I shot you. What are you going to do about it? Or like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. But yeah, it was totally me. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, well, that's all good and well, you know, glad we got her on shooting you in the leg. Yeah. But we need some info on Carrie. Mm-hmm. So a few days later, you know, they happened to get another email from Amy saying that she stabbed Amy three to four times, stuffed the body in a garbage bag. Carrie stabbed Amy? That a- that Amy stabbed Carrie. So okay. Amy is confined. I know there's a lot of names here. Yes. So Amy, quotes Amy, is confessing to killing Carrie. Mm-hmm. That she stabbed her, shoved her in a garbage bag, you know. But the police were like, we need more information. Like, we, you know, we can't prove that. Mm-hmm. Even if she's saying it, we need details that only the killer would know. Mm-hmm. So within hours, they started to get confession emails from Amy saying, mm-hmm. you know, that she was stabbed in her own car. And so her car therefore became their crime scene. They cut open like the seats. They found blood that had like soaked through. And they obviously found evidence that she was sending these emails to herself Mm -hmm. as Amy. Okay. So she was, Liz was then arrested and charged with first degree murder. Okay. She's like, it wasn't me. Like, this is absurd. (laughs) It was Amy. The email said so. Yeah, look at the emails. (laughs) So in 2017, a few months before the trial was set to begin, Dave remembered that he had a tablet in storage. Like, the tablet shared an SD card with Liz's phone around the time of the murder. And they recovered thousands of deleted images, one of which showed a human foot with a tattoo for the Chinese symbol for mother, which is the exact same one that Carrie had on her foot. So Liz got jealous that Dave started talking to this other girl for two weeks. So she decided to offer. And she literally killed her. They suspect in the time between when he, when Dave left for work and then she sent that text message Let's move in together. On mm-hmm. like Liz sent that, knowing that Dave would never agree to that. And then that's mm-hmm. the reason for Carrie to leave. And then she got all her stuff out. So Liz killed her within a matter of like hours. Wow. It's a crazy bitch. I mean, woman. <laughs> Even though Carrie's body to this day has never been found. They had mounds of evidence, and Liz Goyer was sentenced to life in prison for the murder of Carrie Farver. 
Well, that's good. I mean, it's kind of annoying though that they it's based off of assumption and evidence. I understand that, but they still haven't found the body. And I don't know if they try to get a plea deal, you know, like how some people would like on the Jacob Wetterling case from two weeks ago, that even though he didn't get any time for his murder, they made a plea deal. The parents did like, tell us where his body is so we can bring him home. Yeah. I don't know if they did anything like that and she just refused or she, I feel like the cops kept going with their, no, we need more details. Where would she have hidden the body? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Like, oh, we need to make sure that we have the body or we cannot arrest Amy. Yeah. Come on, guys. So it also sucks for the real Carrie because of how she is portrayed in the story. Yeah, but first I thought she was the crazy one. Yeah. Off of her meds. And that's exactly what Liz wanted to happen. Yeah. But her family wants her to be remembered as loving, energetic, lit up a room, loved people, you know, loved her son and was not a crazy stalker. Like was was. still in jail. Yeah, she's serving life in prison. And that was in twenty seventeen. How old are they? They were all in their thirties. Okay. Yeah. So I was trying to put it together it was like Right when we were in college. So they're a little bit older than us. Just a little bit. A little bit. Do you have any other thoughts or comments? Did you see it coming? No, I didn't. That was a plot twist. That was a (laughs) plot twist. I could see by the look of your face. I was like, let me explain (laughs) that they now think Liz is Gary. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's also so many names I'm trying to, I was trying to figure out. But no, I did not see that coming. Um, And it's... It's frustrating that they haven't been able to recover the body, but I am glad in this instance that law enforcement did act on evidence. And I felt like, I felt like justice was served in this case. I would agree. Feel good about it. Feel good about this one. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if everybody can rate and review on Apple podcast and Spotify, I love to see and hear your feedback and follow us on Instagram at Murder in the Mountains. I'll be posting photos of things relevant to the case, as I always do. And we will have a Motive in the Mountains this week. I know I said that last week, but then we ended up taking a week off. But this week we will. So stay tuned for that on Friday. And then come back on Tuesday for another episode of Murder in the Mountains. See ya. Bye.